and I, I want to say, you parents and grandparents, uh, especially grandparents, I'm thinking this morning, some of you primetimers will remember uh, Judy Matan, especially. She's one of the people I especially remember. When I got up one Sunday and I made a little speech and I said, we, were, we, we wanted to change the music of the church to appeal to the younger generation a bit more. And I remember saying, how many of you want to have a church that your grandchildren would want to attend? And I'll, I'll, everybody raised their hands. Yes, they all voted to build a church that our grandchildren would want to attend. And that was about 20 years ago that we had that conversation. And so we have seen, we have seen such a blessing of young people following Christ, being crossing the line of faith, being committed to the faith, and being committed to taking the narrow path instead of the broad way that leads to destruction, taking the wise path. And I just commend them. And so in that, with that in mind, this morning in this service, we're going to feature our young adult ministry. And I'm going to get out of the way and let them take over, and they're going to take over the service, and it's going to be amazing and wonderful and awesome. And so I want you to give uh, a hand to uh, Elise and Mark Coy and Andrew Real, our leaders of our young adult ministry. God bless you guys. Take it away. Hi, everyone. Um, so my name is Elise, and this is my husband, Mark, for those of you who haven't had the chance to meet us yet. Um, and we just wanted to introduce a little bit about what our young adult ministry looks like. For those of you who don't know, I don't think we've talked about it before um, from the stage. And it's such an awesome thing. It's been a huge blessing to us because we've also been on the receiving end um, of being you know, led by other people in that same ministry. And it's just a really awesome thing. Um, but I just want to start by acknowledging the Pfeffers, Scott and Susan Pfeffer. Before I say anything else, I feel like we really need to acknowledge um, just how great they are and the example that they set because they led this ministry for many years before we took it over, the three of us, um, about a year ago. And they just set the example and really set the standard for what we wanted to create in our home. So they're not here today, but um, if they're watching this live stream, we... We love you guys, and we're so grateful. Yeah, you can give them a hand. They're, they're amazing. Um, but yeah, I just, I just kind of want to take the opportunity. We host it at our home, so um, we want to invite any of the young adults in this room to come. We have it every single Sunday night at 6 p.m., um, so I just want to start with that, and we would love to meet you. We're going to be here, obviously, after service, so if you want to come say hi, but I also want to tell you a little bit about what we actually do, what it would look like. Um, and what you can expect. Um, but the main thing that we kind of started with was wanting to eat meals together. Um, we felt like that was really important. I felt like it was really important when I was thinking about, like, as a host, what I wanted to do. I feel like food is such an important thing, and I think a lot of people would agree. And also being able to go to something, yeah, <laughs> some clapping for that. <laughs> I think being able to go to something and not have to think about eating before is really great. You can just show up and... Um, not have to stop for dinner on the way. It's right at 6 p.m. too, so it's right at that, that slot where you're like, you're hungry. Um, so I always try to make dinner or we, you know, we work together to make some kind of food um, thing happen. It's always the central part of you know, the first half of our night and we always try to eat together. And I just have seen that be really amazing. I think um, Mark and Andrew would agree. It's opened up so many doors and it's been such a great opportunity for conversation and to just kind of ease people into something that can be kind of scary, going to someone's house for the first time. Um, but a meal is just an awesome way to do that. So it's one thing that we do. And I was really inspired by the way that Susan Pfeffer, um, you know, 
managed her home and as a host, I just want to give credit to her again. She always made sure that people were fed when they come to her house, and I think that's really, really, really important. Um, but basically what we do is we have people come in, we eat together, we have snacks, um, and then we actually sit down. We do something called highs and lows, which we think is a little cheesy, but I think that it's actually really great. We're able to catch up with each other's weeks. We sit down, we talk about the highs and the lows of our weeks, um, and it allows you to kind of get a window into what is going on. Um, and we don't want to just talk about the highs, we talk about the lows too. So, you know, maybe you have something hard going on in your life, it's a really great opportunity to, you know, get, get kind of a handle on what's going on, what we need to be thinking about for each other. Um, and that's a really great opportunity um, to do that as well. And then what we normally do is we have Andrew um, Real. He leads our discussion. We oftentimes will watch a video, um, but we also just really want to focus on hearing from each other, hearing um, you know what people are thinking, you know where they're at. We have a lot of different people who are at very very different phases of their walk with Christ, which is amazing. I mean, I just want to say to you guys, we have people with babies. I mean, I'm pregnant, so we will have a baby soon, but. We have people with babies, we have people who are married, people who are engaged, couples, singles, um, basically people from the age of like 18 to 30, early 30s. So it's kind of a wide um, group. It's not like just strictly like 18 to 25, um, which I think is great, especially because then you can kind of learn from each other. But we're all still, I would say that that's considered young adult, by the way. I think you're, I think you're a young adult until you're like 40, by the way. Yay. <laughs> right? I know. Um, so I think, I think you're young, a young adult until you're 40, in my opinion. That's, that's just me. I'm not speaking for our church, I don't think necessarily, but I think you're, I think you're a young adult. I mean, come on. It's a lot, it, there's got a lot of life after that. So, yay. <laughs> Amen. Um, so I, I think that's an important thing to kind of acknowledge. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of different phases of life and just getting to hear from other people and what's going on in their life. And, you know, you have your people who are right about to go to college and somebody who maybe isn't sleeping at night because their kid is up. Like, it's a good, it's a good mixture of, of people, but we're all young um, and going through a lot of the same struggles. So you have a lot of um, common ground as well, but also different experiences, different phases of their walk. Um, so we talk about that. We, we go over scripture, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, and we really try to make it something that is um, really accessible for people who might not have ever read the Bible before, I think. Um, and yeah, and it's just a really great, great, great time. Um, so without further ado, I want to welcome up Andrew to speak to you guys. He's going to be giving a little bit of a message, and he um, always is the person who's leading our group and kind of leading the, um, you know, scripture and spiritual side of things. So let's give him a warm uh, welcome. All right. Great, great. Thank you, guys. So, yeah, like Elise and Mark said, I'm Andrew Real. I, I co-run the group with them. They're gracious enough to open up the home, and I tend to take the um, brunt of the uh, scripture study portion of it, uh, of that. So, um, yeah, basically, like she said, I'm just going to spend a quick 10 minutes here kind of going over a few things I have for you guys, and then we're going to actually invite um, a few of the members of the group up, go a little bit deeper, too. So, um, Basically, you know, it's, it's something I think I've seen a lot, right? And I think Mark Lees could agree with you guys, right? It's, it's kind of a common tale, right? You're a young person. Maybe you grew up in the church. Um, you went to youth group. You, you faithfully served. And then you head off to college. You join the workforce, whatever it is. And you start to kind of, I don't need to go to church on Sunday anymore, right? That was what my parents made me do. And I don't need to do that anymore. Slowly but surely, your worldview starts to change. You know, you, you find yourself maybe not even 
identifying as a Christian anymore, right? You know, I think that's a unfortunate but common thing that we see, right? I think maybe you guys could agree with that. You know, I know I've seen it play out, and I know I've felt, you know, discouraged by that. You know, seeing friends do that, seeing other people I know do that can take a toll on you, right? So basically, simply put, this morning I'm just going to take 10 minutes, and if you're a young person here, really anyone under the age of 40 or even above, offer you what I think are three reasons that I decided to stay in the church throughout my young adulthood. I'm still a young adult, according to the release, so I'll take that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I am or not, but I like to think I am. So just three quick, simple reasons why I think you should stay involved in church, especially if you're you know, a teenager getting ready to go off to college, why I would encourage you to find that local faith community. I think it's huge. So let's jump right into it. Uh, first reason I suggest um, you should stay in your Christian community is friendship and accountability, right? So I think that's a hard thing to come by it some, to some people these days, right? You know, a recent study said that 61% of young people, ages 18 to 25, so I guess it is, that's a young adult, sorry, at least, 18 to 25, reported experiencing profound loneliness, including feelings of, including feeling lonely all the time compared to only 36% amongst other groups. So almost twice as likely our age group is to feel lonely. So ultimately, I can say to you that one reason I stayed in the church is this is where my friends were, right? And I, I genuinely have people around me who not only spiritually care about me, but it's people that I hang out with, do, do life with, you know, do sports with, all that good stuff, right? Um, you know, Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Right, so the first reason, very simple, very practical, right? Not the most spiritual reason ever, but the reason why I think you should stay in church is we have friends. <laughs> we have people who just share life with and do things with, encourage one another, spur people on. Um, so my second reason, um, we're getting a little more spiritual now maybe, but uh, is to multiply your efforts to serve and be served by others. Right, this, this one probably is a little bit more of a hot take, not the most popular thing. I would say, amongst culture today, right? The idea of putting yourself second and serving others isn't, you know, the most popular thing, like I said. But like I pointed out, it's not only to serve others, it's to serve yourself, right? If it's more palatable, if you look at it this way, I look at this point like it's your network, right? And whether, if you're a young person, it's a great time to start having a network of people, right? The church is an incredible place, and I know for me, not only have I been spiritually able to draw on people, but career, friends, all these types of things, I've been able to surround myself with people who've been there and done that, right? So the church affords us that opportunity. We get to people, you know, like Elise had mentioned, like our group is set up. We have people, you know, full-time ministry people, part-time ministry people. We have people who aren't in vocational ministry at all. Um, it's mostly that, right? So an opportunity to have people come alongside you who are experienced and skilled at success and failure and all the things in between. Um, you know, uh, Romans 12.10 says, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, right? So kind of the opposite, I think, of what, you know, I hear a lot, which is take care of yourself first, go out of your way to make sure you're taken care of. Not to say you should burn yourself at both ends, but I do think the Bible's clear, right? Value others above yourselves. And I think the church community affords us um, the, op the God, oh, so excuse me, I'm usually talking to about 10 people, so this is a little different for me. Maybe 20 on a good night, but <laughs> Bear with me. So, the church community affords us the opportunity to use our God-given gifts to serve those around us, right? And ultimately, I think that brings me to my third 
and I guess I would say most important point, right? And I think this is ultimately why I think you should stay in church. Those other two are great, but let's be honest, you can find friends other places, you can get networks other places, right? But what I think the church especially affords us is the opportunity um, to, sorry, um, glorify and serve Christ, right? So, again, a not-so-popular opinion, right? I believe wholeheartedly, I believe in the Word of God, and I believe the Word of God makes it clear that our purpose on this earth is to glorify and serve God and others, right? So, that might look different for each one of us, right? You know, I know Mark and I are kind of more involved in, just as an example, are in, in, you know, we're in the construction trades to some extent, right? So, we're, we are in a whole different world than, say, Elise or, or several other people in our group are, right? But we have an opportunity to glorify Christ in that as much as anyone else. So, um, like I said, uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31, uh, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And, you know, I know it's easy because I was a young, young person not so long ago. You, you get, you're young, you start to get some momentum behind you, you graduated high school, you start to have some, you know, freedom of your own, like I said, you start to maybe get a job, you start to have a relationship, you start to have some success. And I know how easy it can be to start to forget what your purpose is in this life. You start to neglect maybe, you know, what you know you were put here for. Um, but like I said, I genuinely believe that we were created in the image of God and created to glorify him. And therefore, I believe that each of us, in order to function properly, in order to have fulfillment, um, has to have our life centered on Christ if, while we're doing those other things, right? So there's so much confusion, especially for young people, maybe for, maybe for um, some of us older people too. There's so much confusion, so many ideas, so many, I think, lies told to us about what our life should look like, what our goals and aspirations, what will bring us fulfillment, and all of those things. But I believe the only way to find peace, joy, and fulfillment is through a submitting relationship with Christ, right? And I, I hear a lot of agreement in that, especially maybe from some of the older folks, so I, I, I feel like I, you know, I got that one right anyway. <laughs> um, all that to say, this life is, is short, and the adulthood, the young adulthood portion is maybe even shorter. Um, but my prayer for us, especially young people, um, and what I believe is that the only way, like I said, um, to find that joy and peace and fulfillment is through that relationship with God. And the easiest way, I believe, to continue to nourish that is to be a part of a local community who cares and loves you. I know Elise had mentioned Susan Pfeffer and, and Scott Pfeffer, of course, too, but um, two huge people I know in my life, I know in their life, too. And a lot of the young adults in our group, you know, have, could point to them as being fundamental in their life. And I know, without people like them and other people in this church, I don't know what my young adulthood would look like. Right? I don't know that I would have continued to submit to that loving relationship with Christ if I didn't have that. So, um, like that, like I said, um, I'm actually going to say one, a couple more things, but I wanted to start inviting um, our panel of some of the members of our group up. Um, C.S. Lewis, I love C.S. Lewis. I've read a lot of his stuff, and I'm sure you guys maybe have heard this quote before, but he says, if I find myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. So I encourage you, um, if you want stability, if you want friends, if you want a clear way forward, if you want some direction in your life in a world, in a time when things are all up in the air, at least they seem that way, I encourage you, stay connected to church, stay connected to church-loving people, stay in the Word of God. That's my encouragement to you, and I am excited. Uh, we have three of our um, members of the group here today, so we are going to delve into that just a little bit more and ask them a few questions.
So, Elise, here we go. I do. everybody so maybe introduce yourself and maybe say what you do for work yeah uh, I'm Anthony I work in the electric trade um, 23 years old uh, I am Jonathan, and I work in the I'm Zach and I'm active duty in the US Coast Guard awesome thank you guys Awesome, awesome. Let me find my place here. All right, so, uh, very first question. Um, and don't get it wrong, because we're the ones who lead the group, so we'll be offended <laughs> if you say something that we don't like. But um, what is your favorite thing about Young Adult Group? Um, for me, probably just being able to meet new Christians. Um, didn't really know too many Christians before becoming one, so it's nice to see them and meet people. And um, it's nice to see how they live their lives, how I can use them as an example and see what I can change in my life. That's pretty much it. Uh, I enjoy the fellowship aspect the most, uh, just hanging out and get to spend time with each other. Uh, I do like highs and lows a lot, even though it might be corny or cheesy. Uh, Me too, it's good to actually. Just hear, I, I do yeah. like it. It's good to hear about uh, just what's going on in people's lives and, and be willing and able to share about yourself as well. Uh, but a close second is the food, for sure. Uh, well, I definitely enjoy the food, um, that's for sure, but um, getting able, getting um, the opportunity to, you know, be able to come and be around people, you know, similar age group, and just, you know, share your life with these people. Um, you know, I'm fortunate to know a lot of them for most of my life, but, you know, even new people coming in, it's nice to be able to um, speak with them, learn from them, and um, just grow together, for sure. Yeah. Um, so... The, the next question is a little bit more a little bit more thoughtful, I think, but why would you, we just heard Andrew talk about like why you should go to church as, an, as a young adult. Like you guys have free will, you have the ability to do whatever you want. It's not like you're you know, an eight-year-old kid that's going to church with their parents who you know, has to get in the car. And basically you have to, you have to do what, what you're told kind of a thing. You don't have to do that. You have a car, you can drive yourself here or not drive yourself here. So why do you as an adult decide to come to church? Why is that something that you, you take the time out of your, your week to do? Uh, I like to come to church um, because I enjoy, you know, the times in my life where I haven't necessarily had a lot of accountability. Um, it definitely feels like, you know, you kind of get lost after even, you know, just a short period of time. So coming here and being around, you know, friends and mentors is, um, you know, a really big help in your everyday to be able to keep you on track. And um, I definitely don't think that, you know, things would turn out the way they would and, and the way God wants them to for me if I didn't, you know, come around here, be around my friends and people that care about me. Um, if, for those of you who don't know, my parents are Scott and Susan. You've been mentioned a few times. So yeah. I'd say <laughs> cats out of the bag, yeah. I didn't have uh, much of a choice in the matter, uh, but then obviously I, uh, I joined the Coast Guard right out of high school and, and went across the country to California. Um, and it wasn't as, I guess it wasn't really a choice initially because I was just like, that's what I did my whole life. Um, and I just kind of kept up with it, had that habit. Uh, but for me, I just really, uh, I need the community, especially in, in what well, I think we'll talk about a little bit, but from just a, a work perspective, the military isn't, um, you know, quite 
yeah, faith-focused, I guess is the way to put it. Um, so I just really, I need that community uh, for the accountability aspect, but just to uh, share, you know, life together, uh, the highs and the lows, have people that can pray for you, be praying for other people, um, and just, yeah, that the community aspect of it uh, is huge. I look forward to uh, not only coming to church and, and going to groups, but just seeing uh seeing people throughout the week, and, and getting that as, a, especially for our group in church, as a set time that you, um, if you just make it a priority, a lot of things in life get in the way, uh, whether it's work or just, you know, could be a million things, uh, but just having that time to, to get away and be with uh, other believers is huge. Uh, for me, it's probably mostly it's just a nice reset to start the week. Um, being in the trades, you're kind of exposed to a lot of crude characters the whole week, so it's, uh, it's nice to be surrounded by Christ-loving folk, you know? Yeah, I, I obviously asked the question, but I just want to also kind of give an answer for it, too, because I kind of have a similar experience to Zach, where, like, you know, it definitely, it wasn't, there, it wasn't always a choice to come to church um, for me, even when I, I didn't want to, but I think that I really agree with... Um, what Anthony was saying is that it is such a great reset, like even if you are having anxiety throughout your week, and obviously I, I know that, you know, Christianity and believing in Christ is not just about how God can serve us, it's about how we can serve others with our faith, but I know that um, for me it's really such a huge way to to have that reset and have that moment of like, you know what, everything, not that big of a deal, let me worship and just to also be on this side of things and, you know, get to lead worship and see all of you guys worship is really such a huge blessing. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I wanted to share that because I feel like that, that note about it being kind of a reset is, is so, so true. And I think probably would you guys all say for most of you, like it's such a good just moment to, to take and just, you know, fix your mind on what's actually important and not all the the silly stuff that we tend to, I think, get distracted by. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, what is challenging to you about following Christ as a young adult? And I know, Zach, you kind of blew to it, but that can be, you know, just in job or, or social or whatever it looks like. What is challenging to you about being a Christ follower as a young adult? Yeah, I kind of spoke about it a little bit, uh, but just, you know, being, it's a little uh, easier now that I've you know, a little bit more senior, so, um, you know, people don't, I don't answer to as many people who have differing uh, beliefs than me, and I just, I don't know, one of the first memories in the Coast Guard was my uh, second person in command of my unit asked me to lie to my CO one day um, and say something was going on that was not, and it was just like, I, it was like my first week in the Coast Guard, and it was just, you know, one of those moments where you're like, ah, I don't know. I said no. Um, and then I just, you know, you get looked at differently. Uh, you don't, I don't spend a lot of time outside of work uh, with the people I work with um, just because we don't, you know, share the same uh, activities, I guess. And, uh, and like I said, I, I like to spend uh, time in this community. Um, and so those things don't always line up. And so you kind of become the guy who maybe doesn't do things or stand out. Um, and so it can be tough, um, but it also works on the flip side. Uh, it's, it's kind of a benefit a lot of times for me as well, um, and not to bleed into future questions, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk about that later. Uh, for me, it's probably old friends. Um, I didn't have too many Christian friends before becoming a Christian, and it's being around them, it just makes it sometimes harder to be faithful 
obedient. Because um, just naturally being around people, you're going to tend to take on their characteristics. And sometimes it's just kind of a struggle. Um, so you just got to keep fighting that mostly. Uh, I think for me, my biggest experience with this was definitely going to college. Um, you know, I had my group of friends and we, you know, stayed together, graduated together, you know, through our whole program. Um, but, you know, it often come up on weekends. It was like, oh, you want to go, you know, do this or do that. And I was like, no, nah, I don't necessarily like feel comfortable doing that. Um, but, you know, you guys go have fun. Um, and it would definitely kind of bleed in, you know, during the week and then eventually just, you know, stop getting asked to go places. But, um, you know, I had already made the decision in my head that those weren't places and things that I wanted to, you know, be a part of. But that's why it's nice on the flip side to have, you know, this community because you could always just lean back on it, and, you know, necessarily um, have to worry about not having any friends. Yeah, I think not feeling like you're, obviously like the whole goal that we're trying to create is community because feeling, I think loneliness is like one of the, the biggest ways that the devil uses to try to keep us in sin. And I think shame, shame and loneliness are like two of the biggest things. So if you feel like ashamed or lonely, it's really, really easy to to stay isolated and to not get a part of community. And um, it kind of just becomes like this cycle. And then you just, you have nobody to lean on. And you also feel, I think, just really overwhelmed like by all of the pressure that you guys kind of talked about. I think other people can be a huge pressure, especially people who don't believe the same things that you do, which not that we're saying like stay away from them, by the way, guys. Like we just think that obviously being a part of a community that does share the same values as you is so, so important as well. Like having both is really, really great. So you can go to those people who maybe don't agree with you or maybe don't share your values and you actually have like a, a refreshed like mindset and, and actually some courage to share with them what you, what you really believe. I mean, I, before you go to the next yeah. question too, I want to hit on, I know Zach had mentioned obviously his time in the Coast Guard and I know Zach and even Anthony, like you guys have also brought people from, I know you've brought a couple people from the Coast Guard to church. I know some people that you work with from that. And Anthony, you've brought friends and stuff too. So I'm sure you have two giants. Can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, so point being, obviously, like Lisa was saying, not to avoid these people, but I think you guys have also done a great job of, you know, at first you get that initial rejection a lot of times, right? But I think a lot of times it leads to conversation and that conversation leads to a lot of things. Because like, you know, I was pointing out, I think there is a lot of um, bad ideas. There's a lot of confusion right now. I think a lot of people are looking for answers. And I think, you know, being, you know, the lights that you guys are in some of your, you know, workplaces is huge. So. Um, so obviously we talked about maybe some of the hard, harder parts of being a Christian as a young adult, but what's maybe some examples, maybe specific examples, they can be more broad of ways that you've actually seen good fruit, good, um, results in your life from, from your relationship with Christ and, um, the community you're a part of. Uh, I'd like to think I'm very blessed. I think the Lord's been, uh, very graceful with me. Uh, I think the biggest thing that he's done for me is perhaps getting sober, um, acting in a more Christ-like way. I you know, stop using Lord's name in vain, um, talking more cleanly when around people. And uh, I think he just, he's taken more bad away from me than good perhaps, and I just, I'm very grateful for that. Mm. Yeah, I, I also definitely was going to, you know, go along the same lines of, you know, thinking I'm definitely like to think that I'm blessed with, you know, the friends and family that I have um, and the career that, you know, I've been able to start on and, um, you know, kind of start to 
you know, grow up a little bit and make a life for myself. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of the, the biggest thing for me is just being able to have, you know, people all the time that you can rely on. Um, just if you're there for people, you know, they're always going to be there for you. And I think, you know, having that community um, has been such a blessing of, you know, that when things get tough, you know, they're always going to be there and it doesn't matter what's going on. And you can be like completely honest with all of your friends and, um, you know, they're just going to be there for you no matter what. Yeah, um, I kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, I could say a lot of things, a lot of fruit I've seen from it. Uh, the place I am in my career, uh, I, I definitely owe that to God. Uh, advanced rather quickly and have been given some cool opportunities. Uh, and it, it's because, uh, in part, that, you know, it stand out a little bit. Um, and it's, it's really encouraging when, you know, maybe most of the time people don't, you know, spend spend a lot of time in doing the same things together. But when someone's struggling, and I'm the person they go to and say, "Hey, I, you know, I don't necessarily walk around all day and try to evangelize at work." But uh, when someone comes to me and says, "Hey, I, I, could you pray for me about this thing?" or like, "You seem like the person I could talk to about this," or whatever, and then I can take people here to a community like this, and they get involved and they see what it's all about. Um, you know, I've had lifelong friends uh, built through stuff like that, both in here at this church, but also when I was out in California, uh, people that were in my wedding and stuff like that. Um, and so it's, yeah, it, it's super encouraging. And also, I mean, just, I don't get a lot of time to uh, talk, but I, I just want to personally say thanks to, uh, to this church community for the past year of support in many, many different ways. I mean, that's, yeah, I can't say enough about that. That is definitely the fruit of uh, being in a relationship with Christ and part of a church and a group that cares about each other. Yeah, that's the first thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I give it up. You guys are great. The first thing I think of um, being pregnant and thinking about, like, you know, just had baby shower and, like, all of the things, you know, like that. Um, and I feel like probably Zach and Andrew, because Andrew's getting married in November. It's you true. guys didn't know? Yeah, give him a hand for that. Super exciting. Um, and... I think like this, that those phases of life where you have those really big, you know, kind of monumental things that can also sometimes they're really great, but they can also feel overwhelming. I think having um, community is just so important, and I like I, you just feel like blessed beyond what you deserve in those kinds of moments. And I think people in our world don't have a lot of opportunities to experience that feeling of kind of wow, I I don't deserve how good people are to me. And I, I think it really reminds you of how good God is. I think we can be a reflection of that to each other. And I just know throughout my whole life, I've just been continually like just blown away um, and surprised. And I don't know why I'm surprised because you guys are always great, but just surprised by how great our church community is um, and how generous you guys are, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, before I ask my last question, I would just say, you know, as I'm getting married, I don't know how people get married without going to a church like it seems so difficult you know just like i was alluding to earlier the resources that you have when you're around other people is just incredible so i don't know how people do it but um luckily i don't have to know so um for you guys what would you say to another young adult trying to decide if they should commit to a church and become a part of a christian young adult community uh, i'd say maybe just put yourself out there a little more um don't be afraid to talk to people within churches you know, I don't think I've met anyone in here so far that I felt like if I talked to them, had a conversation, the second I turned around, they started trashing me, you know? I wouldn't really be afraid of critique and stuff like that, but um, also just pray on it, you know? I, 
when I became a Christian, I was looking for more Christ-like, like-minded people to meet, and it was like the moment I actually started praying on it, like that next following week, I remember uh, Steve Romero coming up to me, inviting me to church group, you know, having a conversation, and I mean, uh, that's pretty much where it started for me, it's just prayer. Uh, I would say that, you know, we have a lot of good young adult people here that you know, are very kind and nice, and, um, you know, we would love to have, you know, more people in the church and, you know, coming to our group, you know, here specifically, but, you know, just in general, I think um, being able to have that, you know, relationship with Jesus, you know, in your everyday life is definitely necessary. Uh, at this point, I feel like it's um, definitely something that you need to lean on every day because, you know, just going through your day without it is extremely difficult. So, you know, um, putting yourself out there, praying about it, and um, just, you know, dipping your toe in the water, and um, it's just, you know, one big great support system, and, you know, everybody's going to be there for you all the time. So it definitely is worth the, worth the try. Yeah, I think, you know, they pretty much said everything, but honestly, I would just say just do it. Um, <laughs> I, I would say what's the downside? Uh, it can maybe be a little uncomfortable uh, at first to, to put yourself out there and get to know people. Um, and I get that. I've been to, you know, just through my time in the Coast Guard, been to a, a handful of different churches, and that first step is always a little tough and awkward, but it, there's, never, there's never been a downside, only positives. Uh, so if you're on the fence, um, it's a very at least, you know, our group is very casual. Um, there's always food, and uh, it's a great time uh, with a bunch of nice people. But, you know, at the risk of sounding too straightforward, I'd just do it. Yeah, and I also want to say we have other, we have women who attend our group. <laughs> um, just, <laughs> um, they just all happen to be um, away this yeah. weekend. I don't know why it happened but that way, but I want to say that if you're a girl. Um, obviously, I'm there, but um, it's not just me. There's plenty of other women <laughs> that are there. If you're looking at this and you're like, oh, is this just like ma mainly just men? Group, um, no. no, there's there's lots of um, lots of girls. They're just they're just not they're not here today. I don't know where they are. Um, no, I, I do know where they are. Oh, yeah, Gwen's here. Hi, yeah, Gwen so is here. One. We do so we do have some. Yeah, we have some girls. Yeah, I see some other ones. It's like a 50-50 um, split. Yeah, yeah, right down the middle. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, but I just wanted to say that if you're just like. Oh, this is this is only men. We do have women, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of it. Um, I feel like I want to, you know, just thank you guys for sharing yes, and being really vulnerable. And um, it's it's very scary to do this to come up on stage and to talk, especially if you're not used to it. So very very grateful for these guys for for doing this and just sharing what's going on in their lives. And if you are a young adult, we want you to come be a part of our community. Um, like I said, 6 p.m. on Sunday, basically every Sunday um, with, you know, some, the summer's a little rough, but basically every single Sunday we meet um, and we hang out and we talk about God and we eat food, which has been a really big <laughs> um, topic of conversation today, but we eat food and we hang out. I mean, in fairness, I think we do more eating of food than talking about that God sometimes. That is true. Sometimes. We do a lot of eating of food. I think there's about an hour of eating food and then about, you know, I 15. I think it's holy. Of, yeah, I think yeah, eating yeah. food together <laughs> it's is good, really it's holy. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to, I know my, uh, my dad, Pastor Phil, is going to come and um, you know, see us off, but yeah, let's give these guys a round yeah, of applause job. just for, for talking and being up here. 
Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Well, uh, they did uh, hear the admonition that Jesus gave Peter, feed my sheep. So they're, they're definitely doing that. Uh, our prayer partners are getting in place right now. And because we're going to have a very special ending to this service. And we're going to pray for our young adults and our teenagers who will be young adults soon. And we're going to dedicate them to the Lord. And we're going to dedicate ourselves to continuing to reach the next generation. Every generation matters. We want to bring the, actually, we want to bring the generations together. That's what we're doing. We're bringing uh, grandparents, great-grandparents, children, everybody. That's what the church is all about. And no, say what you want, no organization in town has the opportunity that we have to bring three, four generations together in one place, one message, one value system. It's incredible. I love the Church of Jesus Christ. Don't you just love it? If I wasn't a Christian, I would fake it and go to church anyway. Because <laughs> I think church is so great. <laughs> so, I want every, everybody stand. And I want everybody who's a teenager or a young adult, I want you to come up here and stand and face me. And we're going to pray over you. And then I'm, in a second, I will ask you to turn around and face the congregation. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Press on in, guys. Press on in. So th what a beautiful, it's beautiful. Can you guys kind of step up there so you're kind of a, <laughs> I'm feeling for you, Lisa. I know it's, I know I'm scary. I realize it. It's a, I'm pretty, everybody tells me I'm so intimidating, Chris. <laughs> yeah. It's the anointing, right? Uh, you guys are beautiful. So uh, prayer partners, I want to ask you just to kind of move around, lay hands on everybody that you can. And uh, let's pray, congregation. Let's pray a prayer of dedication. Father, you said in your word, that our sons and daughters would prophesy. You said our old men would dream dreams, our young men would have visions. That's your promise. You said our sons and daughters in the, in the book of Psalms would be pillars in the house of the Lord. Father, we're not looking at the, at the future leaders of the church. We're looking at the present leaders of the church. We're not looking at the church of tomorrow. We're looking at the church of today. I am so grateful, God. I'm so grateful for these young adults who sat on this stage today. Lord, they're capable and ready to lead the church of Jesus Christ. They're ready to lead Bethany Community Church. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, a new and fresh anointing on every young person. I pray, God, for any, any student or young adult who's standing up here today who hasn't crossed the line of faith, who hasn't made Christ their greatest treasure. I pray that they'll make that decision right now to make Jesus Christ their greatest treasure, their law, the, the Lord of their life, their ultimate, the, the pinnacle, the summit of their life. Father, as we look for that glorious day when you will make everything right, our hope is in you, Jesus. 
not only in the future, but that even now, the kingdom of God, you said the kingdom is among us. The kingdom is here. You said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. We praise you that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's, it, it's within our reach.